Miss Piggy. Oh, John, 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 dear John. How dear of you to come. Well, I was, I was told that you wanted to see me. Yes, Jonathan. Um, Jonathan, I want to talk to you about us. Us? Oh, Jonathan. Oh, Jonathan, dear. I see the way you look at me when the others are not watching. Not just today, but even when you were a guest on our show. Oh, we looked at each other in the same way then. But I can't remember. Where? When? We, we didn't really get a chance to know each other. But we'll become better acquainted this time. Won't we, Jonathan? John? Johnny, do you realize that I have never seen you without your little glasses on? Oh, take them off, Jonathan. Take them off, please. Take them off for me. <laughs> Put them on, Jonathan. Put them on. Yes, Miss Piggy. Jonathan. Oh, Jonathan. Miss Piggy, I'm I'm a married man, Miss Piggy. No, 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 Jonathan. One woman cannot own you. She must share you with the rest of us, just as you <laughs> must share your show with the rest of us. Oh, I I understand. Jonathan, Jonathan, dear, I do not play elves. Jonathan, say it, please. Say what my heart is longing to hear. Say it, say it. Miss Piggy, <gasps> the elf number is out. Bless you. L listen, Miss Piggy, don't worry. I'll come up with something. Five don't minutes, worry. Mr. Denver, five oh. minutes. Au revoir, ma chérie. Uh, au revoir, Miss Piggy. Hello, <laughs> well, Bernie. It's in the bag. This episode of 11 Point Collar is brought to you by Mr. Willoughby and weirdos like you. It's 11 Point Collar, hosted by J.D. Frog Scout Hansel. Did you enjoy our little clip of the uh, Muppets before the program? They are so cool. We, uh, that was a, it was an incredible project to be involved in. Jim Henson and I had talked about it, and uh, we put together a list of about 20 songs that we thought we might do, and not really knowing if the thing was going to work. And I went to the studio in Los Angeles with my band, and we recorded tracks to all of these songs, always leaving a little room in case the Muppets wanted to play. And uh, we went over to London, Chris O'Connor and I went over to London and got uh, together with those, uh, with those folks and ended up recording the album that eventually became a television show that that uh, little piece of film came from. And I don't know if it was being around those wonderful little creatures or the incredibly creative, imaginative people who were behind them, but somehow in the middle of the week of recording in London, I woke up one morning with a story in my head that became a poem. And uh, we recorded this also, and my friend Lee Holdridge uh, arranged the music behind it, which is called Carol for a Christmas Tree. And I'd like to share with you the story of Alfie, the Christmas tree. Did you ever hear the story of the Christmas tree who just didn't want to change the show? He liked living in the woods and playing with squirrels. He liked icicles and snow. 
He liked wolves and eagles and grizzly bears and critters and creatures that crawl. Why, bugs were some of his very best friends, spiders and ants and all. Now that's not to say that he ever looked down on a vision of twinkling lights or on mirrored bubbles and peppermint canes and a thousand other delights. And he often had dreams of tiny reindeer and a jolly old man in a sleigh full of toys and presents and wonderful things and the story of Christmas Day. Oh, Alfie believed in Christmas all right. He was full of Christmas cheer all of each and every day and all throughout the year. To him it was more than a special time, much more than a special day. It was more than a beautiful story. It was a special kind of way. You see, some folks have never heard a jingle bell ring, and they've never heard of Santa Claus. They've never heard the story of the Son of God. And that made Alfie pause. Did that mean that they'd never know of peace on earth, or the brotherhood of man? or know how to love, or know how to give? If they can't, no one can. You see, life is a very special kind of thing, not just for a chosen few, but for each and every living, breathing thing, not just me and you. So in your Christmas prayers this year, Alfie asked me if I'd ask you, say a prayer for the wind and the water, who live there, too. We can.
Happy holidays, everyone, and welcome back to 11 Point Collar. Long time no see. I'm JD Hansel, and you're listening to episode number 77 of 11 PC, which just so happens to be our Christmas episode. If you haven't listened to it yet, be sure to check out what Let's Talk Muppets did for Christmas with our episode entitled Naked Under the Mistletoe. It was good fun, and I look forward to recording more episodes of that series in February. But now I'm enjoying getting back to my original show with a format that's a little bit closer to what I'm used to doing. It's good to be back. I know there are some great Muppet happenings all over the web right now, but as much as I truly believe with all my heart that you should be listening to Dylan Gale's Christmas special as well, I thank you very much for spending your Christmas here with 11 Point Collar. We've got some really fun stuff planned as soon as I figure out which TV special I'm going to talk about. Uh, I have to make this episode count because I think it's the last episode of 2015. I'm not sure, but we're we're about at the end of the year. I probably won't get much of a chance to record anything else, and oh my gosh, how did we get here so soon? <laughs> this year went by fast, and it was a great year for 11 Point Collar. Still, the plan as of right now is to take January off from the podcasting as well as the rest of December, because... This stuff is very time-consuming and exhausting, uh, but there will probably be some new podcast episode of some kind from me in January for our fourth anniversary, which is coming up fast. Uh, still, during the time when we're off from the podcast, we'll still have other fun stuff happening on MuppetHub.com that you'll enjoy. It might be videos, it might be articles, it could be, oh, just about anything we feel like. And I also take requests, by the way. If you're interested, I also do my less Muppet-related work over at jdhansel.com, which includes fun articles and movie reviews, so uh, do keep an eye out for a review of Star Wars The Force Awakens, which I suspect will be released quite soon. Spoiler alert, Captain Kirk dies. More importantly, you can follow everything we do at Muppet Hub by following us on Facebook at MuppetHub.com Facebook, following me on Twitter at JD11PC, and following along on Tumblr also at JD11PC. That's JD11PC. Please send me an email with your thoughts on this week's show to receive a free long-distance high-five from yours truly at me, me at MuppetHub.com. That's me, me at MuppetHub.com. And now it's time for the main portion of this week's episode, my review of a TV special. My problem is I really can't decide on what special I want to review, because I, I feel like we talk about so many of these Christmas specials all the time, e sometimes even when it's not Christmas. And I don't want to be too repetitive or cliche or redundant, I just, I need something different. Well, why don't you just review something you've never seen before? Whoa, what was that music all about? I just asked you about Muppet stuff you've never seen before. Oh, Louie, I don't think you understand what you're talking about. You must be crazy to imply that there are Henson productions which I, Jonathan Denver Hansel, have not yet seen. I am an expert on the subject of Muppets, Louie, and some might even say that I'm the second bestest Muppet fan on the web, so I have seen everything. Well, there's gotta be something you haven't seen yet. Louis, we do not speak of such things. You cannot possibly understand the dark magic you're dealing with here. I'm afraid if you want to know which Henson productions I have not yet seen, you'll have to consult the Book of Shame. Louis, it was prophesied that the Book of Shame would be retrieved from the Chamber of Obscurity by a boy with a mark on his forehead, much like the mark on your own. But I don't have a mark on my forehead. 
much like the mark on your own. Now go forth and obtain this sacred book that I might produce original content for this podcast. You will probably need to kill a giant serpent on your way, just FYI. But, but what if it kills me first? I said go! I'm going, sir, I'm going. Now, while he's off on that adventure, which will almost certainly lead to his demise, I'll play a song from a classic Muppet Christmas production that was surprisingly just re-aired on ABC Family, and it's one that's very near and dear to my heart. And I'll be playing the kazoo in the recorder. Okay, but seriously, folks, I'm going to play a great holiday song that is somehow about a couple different holidays at once. You'll really enjoy it. Here he is, Mr. Hal Linden! A real live nephew of my uncle Sam Born on the 4th of July Yankee Doodle came to London just to ride the ponies I am that Yankee Doodle You're a grand old flag, you're a high-flying flag, and forever in peace may you wave. You're the emblem of the land I love, the home of the free and the brave. Right on! see here. Are you finding any Christmas specials in the Book of Shame, Louie? No, not yet. It's mostly just a few thousand episodes of Sesame Street. Yeah, that and Sesame's foreign co-productions in languages I'll never learn. And it's co-production Pan Wappa, but no one knows what that is, anyhow. Uh, Mother Goose stories? No, I don't think that would be too Christmassy. I see a lot of episodes of the Storyteller and Jim Henson's Dinosaurs here. Yeah, I've watched a lot of those, and I'll get to the rest shortly, but since we already sang the Fridge Day Paint song in the last Let's Talk Muppets, I think that well's probably run dry. What about Elmo's Christmas Countdown? 
Not worth it to me. What else is there? The Muppet Musicians of Brett... Hey, wait a minute. Didn't you play this on your podcast already? Yes. And you haven't even seen I was it? new to podcasting and pressed for time, so I watched a few bits and pieces throughout and then just played the rest hoping for the best. Okay, every podcaster's got to do it once, okay? It happens. <gasps> there are episodes of The Muppet Show in here. Oh, come on. It, it, don't be so surprised. It's just a couple. And that's Disney's fault. Hashtag seasons four and five while we're still alive. Who is Melissa Manchester? <laughs> I, I don't know. I haven't seen her episode of The Muppet Show yet. Oh, uh, you can pull out all these episodes of Muppets Tonight. You've seen them now? Uh, no, I'm just not ashamed that I haven't seen them. I'm actually rather proud that I've avoided them. Wait a second. I think this one might work. Mr. Willoughby's Christmas Tree. Let's check out the Muppet Wiki article on it. Mr. Willoughby's Christmas Tree is a 1995 half-hour TV special starring Robert Downey Jr., Leslie Nielsen, Stockard Channing, and a family of Muppet mice. Based on Robert Barry's 1963 book, this story follows a family of mice living in the wealthy and eccentric Mr. Willoughby's house. They decide to start the hunt for the perfect Christmas tree, namely chopping off the top of the perfect tree Mr. Willoughby has brought home. However, while they continually attempt to take their piece of tree, the top of the tree is passed around from humans to animals, each one taking just enough of the tree to make it the perfect size for them. Uh, through this adventure, the mice see how others celebrate Christmas, and Mr. Willoughby's friends and employees learn a little about Christmas magic, too. Well, okay, this sounds interesting. I'll take a look at it then, and I believe the whole thing is on YouTube, but I might as well play a few clips of it here. I will actually watch it this time, so stick around and I'll have a review of this special right after this. frog here welcome we must hurry or we'll be late for mr willoughby's famous holiday party who is mr willoughby good question he's the very cheerful fellow who lives just beyond those trees now mr willoughby loves christmas more than anyone in the world but for him and those who share his home the holiday season doesn't truly begin until the arrival of what he would call his perfect Arboretum Arbor Vitae. What's that? Why, the perfect tree, of course. Where on earth are this must? Christmas Eve, Christmas Eve, can my Arboretum Arbor Vitae be? The perfect tree, the perfect tree. Will fill the hall so perfectly glorious. So I'll pour vitae to welcome Christmas Day. I can hardly wait to see such a tremendiosity. Oh, where now can it be? The perfect tree. Humongous the gifts I love to give. Stupendous the gifts I live to give. Gifts for one, for all, for great and small. Mm-hmm. 
hearts in harmony to find the So the Mouse family now sets out on its journey, well, on their journey, to go find this perfect Christmas tree. Huh? Aren't we kind of little to be out this late at night? Yeah, there could be people out here. Yeah, or bears. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Or, or owls. Oh. <laughs> Beverly, Ned, cut that out. And don't worry. I've been doing this since I was your age, just as my father did and his father before him. Nothing has ever happened before and nothing. Nothing is going to happen now. Trust me. <coughs> children, children, look. Look at the trees. Oh, how do you know which is the perfect tree? There! That's the one over there! Oh, Ned, you're such a baby. That tree is far too small. What? It's that one. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, we're gonna cut a humongous tree like that one. <laughs> right, Pa? <laughs> pa? There. That's the one. Behold, my children, the perfect tree. When they say the perfect tree, they're actually going to cut off the very, very top part of the tree, just a little bit, because they're mice. Look and you will see, this is how we cut the perfect tree. Here I go. Sure enough, before they can cut their part of the tree, the whole tree gets cut down and knocked down to the ground by a bunch of lumberjacks. And all your fabulous backsterity. Tell me, where on earth, where could it be? The, the tree, Baxter. Could those lumbering lumberjacks have lumbered off the wrong way with my tree? Well, sir, they were precisely instructed, expressly directed, to deliver the tree upon the hour. At this point, Leslie Nielsen the butler and musical Robert Downey Jr. notice that the tree is a bit too tall. So they cut off the top of the tree, and Leslie Nielsen the butler takes up that part of the tree to a woman who inexplicably lives in the top of their house, and uh, Leslie Nielsen the butler happens to have a crush on her. Oh, Mr. Bat. 
Baxter, what a surprise. I didn't expect to see you. And on Christmas Eve. Uh, Mr. Willoughby insisted that I, uh, um, uh, this is for you, Miss Adelaide. Oh, my, it's a perfect treat. Please, bring it in. In? In your room? Oh, I, I can't do that. Oh, please, please, Mr. Baxter, look. I've just been decorating for Christmas, just like we used to do when I was little. Long, long ago. It was a Christmas tree with lights all aglow. Okay, scratch that. I am bored with this song and bored with this scene. So let's move right along to the usual bit that keeps happening throughout this special when they realize, uh-oh, the tree is too tall. They happen to realize it right around the time when the mice are planning on cutting it. And so their part of the tree gets cut off and then that part of the tree has to get disposed of. It's it's kind of the recurring thing. That's that's the pattern in this special, in case you didn't catch on. Moving right along. Now, children, as I was saying, <laughs> look and you will see. This is how we cut the perfect... So they get tossed outside, and pretty much immediately they get found by, dun-dun-dun-dun, a bear. Yes, on this magical night, everyone is seeking the perfect tree. Mr. Willoughby, our little mouse family, Miss Adelaide, and... Even one of the local bears. A perfect tree. A bear, a bear, a great big bear! Now children, stay calm! At least it's not an owl! Oh, are you sure this is how you learn a perfect tree? Why, of course, dear. I've been doing this at You see, tonight is the night of the traditional midwinter honeypot waltz. And as every bear knows, it isn't the perfect honeypot waltz without the perfect honeypot tree. Darling! That's the perfect tree! Yes, you're just in time for the traditional honeypot waltz! <laughs> I'll save you the trouble of listening to this weird honeypot waltz thing because it, it doesn't really add much to the special. It's pretty much instrumental and not anything interesting happens as far as audio goes. So I'll skip to the part that we all know is coming. Beatrice, my dear, yep. that is a grand honeypot tree you found. Thanks, Dad. Uh, almost perfect. Uh, oh, that's okay, Pa. What? I'll just lop a little off the top. And now, children, okay. for some real tree cutting. <laughs> Look and you will see. This is how it is. And so, Pa, Ned, and Beverly's most interesting adventure continued. But at least it looks like the worst is over. <laughs> well, we have certainly been having a most uh, interesting adventure. <laughs> yeah, yes, there were, were people. Oh, and bears. Yeah, well, thank goodness there weren't any. Uh... Or maybe the worst is yet to come. High in the pine trees, the owls gather in their icy cathedral. It is a special night, a night of magical music and wondrous celebration. Wondrous, that is, unless you're a little mouse stuck in the top of an owl's perfect tree.
ever get to tell you, Mother? I hope he thinks the tree is too tall! Who'd have thought owls could be so, so gentle, so kind, so Christmassy? <laughs> now, children, <clears throat> look and you will see. This is how we cut. Well, what do you know? It's a, it, it's a, it's perfect. Huh? Hmm? Where are we? Well, we're on. Oh, exactly where I intended us to be. Right at our own front door. Oh. <laughs> Hurry, children! Your mother will be waiting. Leslie Nielsen the butler found one of the mice. Beverly! Hold on, Beverly! Mice again. A veritable infestation. I just won't have it. Put her down, you big Limburger! Put her down this instant! Thinking of the song that his crush was singing earlier, he finds a little bit of compassion for the mice. It is Christmas for the greatest to the smallest. Mm. Away you go, little mouse. Hurry home for Christmas. Hurry, children, hurry! join me for my review. This is a weird special. There's a lot to like about it, and I'm glad I've seen it, but it's undeniably odd. It's not odd in an artsy, you know, dark crystal way, but more like in a pineapple bacon pizza way. It's such an interesting combination of things I would never have thought to put together, I simply must try it to see what it's like. In the case of Mr. Willoughby, We've got a lot of interesting people involved here. The story is by the author of this book I've never heard of, Not a Muppet Writer, which gives it a children's book feel, much like Emmett Otter, but the musical style is a bit more musical theater than the Muppet style, since the songs aren't written by Muppet regulars. But director John Stone, the father of Sesame Street, gave it a classic Sesame feel, but Steve Whitmire's Kermit made it feel, well, much later, long after, than the classic Muppet era. But seeing Leslie Nielsen made me wish I was watching The Naked Gun instead, and musical Robert Downey Jr. was just weird. This kind of bizarre potpourri leads to moments that are pretty great, like Leslie Nielsen's comedic facial expressions or Mr. Willoughby's extraordinary vocabulary, uh, great vocal performances by Kevin Clash, David Rudman, and Julianne Busher, and a lovely closing from Kermit. 
However, a lot of the musical numbers are totally skippable and have no place in my Christmas playlists. I guess that's what I'd expect from the songwriters behind The Little Mermaid 2. The Dance of the Bears was not a terribly well choreographed scene. Uh, there are a few extraneous scenes that don't offer much to the story at all. There's a bit too much screaming from the mice, and that gets annoying. And I don't think this story will really enthrall anyone over the age of... 6 or 7? So... In the end, while it's not exactly the Christmas classic I'd hoped for from Stone and Company, it's nice enough to watch every now and again. And now, this. And with that, we come to the end of 11 Point Collar's 2015 Christmas special. Wow. Alright. I don't know about you, but I've had a good time. But this has taken a lot of time, so I need to wrap it up. So, please remember to follow along with Muppet Hub at MuppetHub.com Facebook. And follow me on Twitter at JD11PC. That'll really help me out. And take a look at our YouTube channel by going to... I, I still don't have a good address for that yet. So just go to MuppetHub.com and click on the button there for our YouTube channel and you'll be taken right over and you can find exclusive content uh, that's, well, that's related to a whole bunch of Muppet Hub's podcast productions. It's getting a bigger and bigger collection of full episodes and great clips all the time. So check it out. I'm J.D. Hansel and until next time, waka waka, wubba wubba, and weeba weeba.